Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are still just kind of sitting here waiting and we are still waiting for any kind of clarity on any of the situations around the league. But it does make you kind of wonder, what's this roster capable of right now? At various points last season, the Lakers pushed the boundaries of what physical harm human eyes can withstand and still function after having recovered. So much damage was done to the makeup of the team that Rob Polinka essentially chose to punt the second half of the season after deciding not enough could have been done to fix his mistakes. Honestly, finding a way to turn a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis into an unwatchable mess is almost an accomplishment in its own right. So, bravo, I guess? And yet, if the Lakers aren't able to find a trade partner to move Russell Westbrook, an argument can be made that this team might be worse than last year's group. At the very least, they aren't noticeably better, which seems like a bit of a problem given that last year's group only won 33 games. Now, sure, one would hope for more than 56 games from James and 40 from Davis. If they aren't more available, none of the moves made this offseason would be enough to overcome those absences. And yes, Darvin Ham could theoretically be an upgrade over Frank Vogel, whose refusal to effectively adapt to the roster he was given legitimately hampered any efforts to overcome Palenka's poor offseason decisions. But the Lakers are still incredibly guard-heavy. They still lack two-way wings. James is the best shooter on the roster. Malik Monk was probably the team's third-best player last year, and he currently plays in Sacramento. The good news is the Lakers replaced him with Lonnie Walker IV, who was essentially a similar player without the outside shooting capabilities. Oh, and Russell Westbrook is still on the team, so there's always that too. In a way, it's a good thing so much attention is being spent on whether they'll be able to trade for Kyrie Irving, because any closer looks at this roster don't inspire much confidence at all. There's still plenty of time between now and the start of training camp to figure some of this stuff out. The Lakers as an organization are on the record having said they aren't done this offseason. To their credit, they recognized how last year's team lacked youth and athleticism and have thoroughly addressed both issues. But if the Lakers were ever going to seriously give James one last shot at a title in his prime, they were going to have to get demonstrably better than they were a season ago. And that simply hasn't happened to this point. They owe it to fans themselves, him, and the sport to do whatever is necessary to fix last summer's failures. Until they do, don't look too closely in case your eyes haven't fully healed from last season. Elsewhere around the league, Mark Stein in his most recent substack reported or kind of spoke about or alluded to, I, I got to be careful with how I phrase these things because of, you know, careful aggregation. But he said that uh, basically a situation could arise where the Lakers and Knicks talk about a Westbrook deal that would bring back a familiar face. Quote, Yet one league source advised me that uh, in Las Vegas to keep an eye on the Knicks and Lakers discussing a potential Westbrook deal if, if Leon Rose can successfully bring Donovan Mitchell to Madison Square Garden. The source is thinking after adding Mitchell, New York would be expected to explore scenarios to trade away Julius Randle and Randle, just one season removed from his breakthrough to all-star and all-NBA status, is presumably the sort of player the Lakers would have to consider taking on if, if, they are unable to use Westbrook's $47.1 million expiring contract in a trade for Kyrie Irving. Randall, 27, is entering year one of a four-year deal with the Knicks worth $117 million, 106 of those million guaranteed, and of course played his first four NBA seasons with the Lakers, end quote. So essentially what the Lakers would be doing here is sending Russell Westbrook to New York 
so that New York could get off of their long-term commitment to Randall, who was incredibly disappointing last year. And the Knicks would be uh, hoping to free up future money after Russell Westbrook's contract obviously runs out at the end of the season, and they could continue to add on the peripheries to a core built around Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson, a core that I am still very iffy about. But still, uh, this is one of those situations where, yeah, taking on Randall's money would hurt. Taking on Randall's money would probably require some kind of further compensation from the Knicks, right? If they see him in any way as some kind of an, uh, a negative asset. Uh, and and for the Knicks, you know, losing Randall this season would kind of sting because I do think he could be a useful player, especially playing off of Mitchell and or uh, Jalen Brunson, or, or if it's just Jalen Brunson too, moving Randall into like a secondary per, uh, creator role is more natural for his skill set, in in my opinion. But for what the Lakers are looking for, I think it just kind of clunks up a lot of the issues here. This would be a plan C, in my opinion. This would be one of those, well, Kyrie isn't going to happen. I guess Buddy Heald and Miles Turner isn't going to happen. You need to do something with, with Russell Westbrook here. And this is technically that something. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure about how the fit would work with, with Randall and Anthony Davis and LeBron. That spacing would be very clunky. I don't know how well LeBron and Randall would mix because Randall is kind of a ball stopper and you want the ball to be either in LeBron's hands or moving at all times in an offense, in a modern offense. So, I, I again, I, this, is, this is an interesting one. This would involve a few other scenarios kind of falling through. But I guess, you know, if Mark Stein is talking about it right now, it's it's worth taking note of. Quiet day today around the Lakers, so I'm going to go ahead and end this one here. Make sure you guys check out the episode that I recorded, or the episodes that Harrison and I recorded yesterday. Both of them were really fun. Also check out yesterday's lowdown, um, and let me know what you guys think about the narrated columns becoming a regular part of the rotation here on the lowdown kind of every other show or so, or at least maybe once or twice a week. So let me know about that. Let me know about all of that in the, in the iTunes reviews. Keep those. I haven't gotten an iTunes review question in a while. Keep those coming as we head into the off season. And I have more time uh, to, to answer some of those. Um, and until I talk to you guys next, have a good one.